Hi, it's Andy, and welcome to the Hills Church Podcast. Our hope is that this will help your life and inspire your faith. Thanks again for checking us out. I'm excited. I am on our third collection, third installment of this collection of talks called Advent. So today we are going to speak about joy. Is that all good? I hope to bring you some joy today through this talk as well as learning about it with you. So I'm going to read first from Luke and then we're going to pray. So in Luke chapter 2 verses 8 to 11. I love this. And actually we've been reading this lots because we've been planning the Hills Kids Nativity which is next Sunday which is always a huge laugh and very cute, and they are practicing away, bless their souls, and they're even in here after the service for a little practice, so I'm sure they'll be nervous next week, but we're good at cheering them on, so just in preparation for that, but Luke chapter 2, verse 8 to 11, and in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear, and the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Not just some of the people, but for all of the people. I think this verse even speaks for itself. I'm bringing great joy for all of the people. For unto you this day is the, in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you that you are the bringer of joy. And God, would we just uh, lean in today to hear from you. God, would you speak to our hearts, show us what true joy in you is, and let us live a life full of joy. And in Jesus' name we say it. Amen. So this scripture has just really said it, that the angel says, fear not, for I bring you good news of great joy, which is for all the people. So if there was point one today is we were made for joy. Isn't that a good thing? We are made for joy. And if we hear nothing else today, that is a good starting point. But I'm sure you've maybe heard it in your job for this is you were made for this. Has anyone ever he heard someone say that to them before? Well, aren't you just made for that? You might hear it as a teacher or a nurse or a mechanic or being a parent. But it's a good thing, isn't it, when people say to us, you're made for it. Because don't we feel real empowered in what we're doing? Because we're like, yeah. I am made for this. Well, just the same how God prepares us and has a path for us in life that we're, you know, got whatever we've got going on, but we're actually made for joy, you know, which is covers our whole lives. And today we're going to unpack what joy looks like because I'm not sure about you, but some days I ask myself the question, and maybe you've asked yourself too, do, do I have joy? Have you ever felt like that in a day? And you're like thinking to myself, do I actually have joy today? And you kind of think about, well, you know, what does this really look like? But when we look at children in this festive season, it's easy to see joy in little children. Who knows um, Ralph loves uh, rainbows? I'm sure a lot of you have seen it because he has a rainbow bag he brings to church a lot. But he wanted rainbow lights, so as the mum I said, we're going to get rainbow Christmas tree lights. Hands up any other colorful light people in church. No. <laughs> Come on now, does no one else have colored lights on their Christmas tree? The Milligans do, the Macaulays do. Good, well I'm not alone there, but just because of Ralph, he, we were not going to put up a Christmas tree this year guys, because 
we're probably going to have a little bit of a crazy Christmas moving house. And I kind of thought, should I put a Christmas tree up to take it down again before Christmas? But he came home from nursery the other day and he says, Mom, it's Christmas. We really need our decorations up. So I was like, oh, okay. And all of yesterday when I said, Ralph, today's Christmas tree day. Well, he was just filled with pure joy at the thought of us buying a Christmas tree and decorating it last night. Now, it is not one of the best trees because it's from Home Bargains. Who else bought a real Christmas tree from Home Bargains this year? <laughs> Natasha, is it small? <laughs> well, it must be the skinniest Christmas tree alive. Now, I know Christmas, we're like, eat what you want because we want to be happy, but I would like a full Christmas tree. I don't want to look full, but I want my Christmas tree to look full. Well, it's full of decorations. So this skinny tree is like nearly toppling over. There's that many decorations on it. But Ralph is filled with joy and he loves it, so it's great. But today he's not filled with so much joy because he didn't want to go to Hills Kids. And I think it's the first day in his life I've put a shirt on him. You know one of those shirts that button the whole way down? So when I dropped him off at Hills Kids, I got him to stay. Thank you, Lord. He was trying to rip the shirt off like the Hulk. And I was like, this is a little bit of a change from yesterday, Ralph. Where is the joy that there was yesterday? So I had to sidetrack him to not rip a shirt off and not have any clothes on in Hills Kids. But um, joy, children are filled with so much joy, and they're a great example to us of what it looks like to be so joyful. But children can be interchangeable, just like adults. But I'm sure when we think about our relationship with God and how it's to look like in our life, we want to strive to be holy. We want to strive to live on purpose. We want to strive to be that good person. But not just all these things that we talk about all the time about living a life for God. Throughout scripture, the message is clear that God has actually not just made us for all those things, but he's made us for joy. And I think joy, the word joy often kind of gets put in a box for Christmas. We talk about it in Advent. But throughout scripture, Jesus, the Bible tells us that we were actually made for joy. Not just at Christmas time, not just for the weekend, not just for when things are going well, but we are created for joy. In Isaiah 34, verse 10, in the prophecies, it says, And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and sighting shall flee away. In Matthew 25, his master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And this one we hear a lot in John 15. These things I have spoken to that my, that, that may, my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. I would love my joy to be full all of the time, would you? And today we're going to unpack, well, how do we get the fullness that God has for us in joy? Because not only were we made for joy, but we search for joy. And in life, we search for joy and we naturally think of people, places and things to bring us joy, don't we? I have been wanting for months to go to my favorite restaurant in Port Stewart because I know it will bring me a little bit of joy. 
Does anyone else have those plans that they make because they want to see a person to bring them joy? I know people who's going away next year because they're going to be filled with joy in the people that they're meeting. We like to eat nice things that bring us joy. We like to marry good people who bring us joy. And studies actually show that our decisions to make us happy, that's why we make the decisions we make, because we want to get to a place of happiness. We eat what we eat, we wear what we wear, we see who we see, we're friends with who we're friends with, because we, our soul is craving to have that happiness, that joy. And there's no problem with searching for happiness and joy in people, places, and things, but the problem with searching for joy in places, people, and things is we're always going to be let down. Aren't we? Isn't that right? I went to my favorite restaurant on Friday night, and guess what? By one of the meals, I was let down. And that is just life. We get let down by people. We get let down by just about anything. Who looks in their wardrobe sometimes and they're let down? Come on, girls. I'm let down by ASOS because I tried to order a Christmas outfit yesterday that I would have something new to wear over Christmas, and there's none in my size. So I need some help there, girls. Um, side note, there is this thing in America that they style your clothes for you and they ship them in a box. Could somebody create that in Northern Ireland? I would totally subscribe. But the, the thing is, with when we search for joy in people, places, and things, we get let down. And when we get let down, who knows the feeling of being let down? Does it just feel like your joy is sucked out of you in that moment? Just me? I know whenever I get let down by things, you kind of have that, oh, that feeling where you go, oh, is that really how it is? And that's the thing whenever we search for happiness and joy and the things that we naturally, our bodies gravitate to, looking at joy and these earthly things that we, we it's only ever temporary. Our joy on earth, when we're putting it in earthly things, is only ever temporary joy. Because people will let us down, food will let us down, the world will let us down. And when tragedy strikes, whenever we put our joy in temporary things, well, it can be crushing to our joy. I didn't put my timer on today. I'm sorry, Joel. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, but the thing with joy is we, we've all been created for joy and we're all searching for joy. And I'm sure this week when you're thinking about Advent and thinking about your lives, you're going to be thinking, well, do I have joy? Am I searching for joy? Well, the one that we want to get is, where do we find joy? Because we all want a life that says in the scripture that we have fullness of joy. And I would love for us all to get a place that we're walking in life in fullness of joy. I would love it if I would wake up in the mornings in fullness of joy. Is anyone else not a morning person? Well, I do not have fullness of joy whenever I wake in the morning. And it's probably even worse if I get woken up to a phone call sometimes and you're, who takes a moment to register? Well, I just don't take a moment to register. I take about an hour to register. And I do not have fullness of joy at all times of the day. But wouldn't it be great if I did? But the source of joy is what we really want to get to in life. Band, would you come up and just a little second? So the search for joy is, it's not wrong to look for joy and happiness in these earthly things. 
We all like nice things. We all want good friends. We all want the right partner. We want nice clothes. And this is all good. But Christian joy is different. Whenever you enter into a relationship with Jesus, we have something different because we have a Bible that says we're created for joy. We're not just created for a temporary happiness that we get and things, but we are created for an eternal, everlasting joy that we can have right now. It's not just for when we get to heaven. We can have this everlasting, eternal fullness of joy right now here on earth. And I want that. And I think the main scheme of the enemy, if ever we think about it like that, is he wants to take our joy. How does he take our joy? He creates disappointment in the earthly things that we're looking to for happiness, that we're looking to for joy. And whenever they get caught, he's saying, hey, I'm trying to take your joy. But guess what he can't do? He can't take a joy that comes from Jesus. He can't do it. He can't do it because we won't let him. Nehemiah 8 verse 10, it says, Do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Not the joy of a friend is your strength. Not the joy of a new thing is your strength. Not a joy of a person. It's the joy of the Lord is our strength. Christian joy, that's what sets us apart from any other earthly thing in this world. Because Whenever Jesus says, I bring you joy, he says, I bring you joy in the hard times and I'll bring you joy in the good times. It's not just a circumstantial joy, but often we got to dig. Because whenever we walk through life and something happens and we get a little bit knocked, it's easy to just say, hey, this isn't going well, and we don't put Jesus in the equation. But whenever we cover each of our life in biblical truths and we cover each of our lives and what God says about us in that time and what he says he will do and he can do, what we're doing is we're getting joy from God because we know he's in it. Whenever we know that God is in that problem, we can still have joy. Whenever we, we put God in our situation where we need him to provide, we can have joy even though we haven't seen it yet. Whenever we put the truth of God in all areas of our lives, we can still have joy, whether it's good or bad. Andy prayed this morning, we can have the peace that transcends all understanding in our problems. Because why? God is in the problems with us. And when our source of joy is Jesus in this world, the world cannot take it away. And this, I, I am so sure that the enemy wants to take our joy. It's the one thing that he, he does not want us to be happy. He doesn't want us to live a life full of joy. But whenever we have joy in Jesus, trueness of joy, he cannot take it because it is a supernatural joy that does not depend on this earth. It doesn't depend where we live. It doesn't depend on who our friends are, what we have, what we don't have. It says, count it all joy. And James, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete and lack nothing. With Christian joy, no matter tragedy or triumph, whether we're broken or we're not, 
we can have a God that we trust on our best days and our worst days. And I would love for us all, Christmas is a busy time. Some people love it and some people hate it. Sometimes it's a lonely time or a busy time or a stressful time. But you know what? When we look through the lens of not what just all these earthly things are about, but whenever we've got God with us in our loneliness, when we've got him in our finances, when we've got him in our friendships, when we've got him in our families, he can give us joy in it all. Psalm 1610 says this, you make known to me the path of life. Your presence there is fullness of joy. Where is there fullness of joy? In his presence. And I would just love for us this Christmas that whenever we need our joy topped up, where do we go? We go to his presence. There is fullness of joy in the presence of God. And if we remember nothing today, where where is our source of eternal, everlasting joy? It is in the presence of God. Not the presence of people or the presence of the presence we get. It's in the presence of Jesus. And it says, fullness of joy at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. We can still have those earthly pleasures along with the fullness of God. God wants to bless us. He wants us to be kind. He wants us to have good friendships. But he wants our joy to come from him. And this Christmas, and this is the whole thing about our Christian faith. If we had nothing and still had our faith, we have enough. Isn't that true? If we had nothing but our faith for now and forevermore, it should, our joy should be full and overflowing because it is enough. This joy that we will have forever lasting, we can have it now in the presence of Jesus. And this week, I would love for us to practice what we'll have in eternity, fullness of joy. How do we get our fullness of joy? In the presence of Jesus. And just before I pray, if you're struggling in finding joy, you know what you need to do? Find your Bible. Because in your Bible will be scriptures upon scriptures that are promises to you in every and any situation you need to hear from God. And he will talk to you through his word. He'll say, I will give you peace if you need peace. He talks about bringing joy to you. He talks about being our provider. He says he'll never leave us. We need to hold on to those truths so that we can have fullness of joy no matter what we face. Not just this Christmas time, but all year round. God, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you that we are made for joy. God, we thank you that you have created us here not just to have everlasting, eternal joy in heaven, but that we can have joy right now. And God, we thank you for all the earthly things that you provide us with that bring us happiness day by day. And there's nothing wrong with those. God, we thank you that you have blessed us. But God, would we this Christmas find you as our source for the everlasting, eternal joy. God, would we say no to the enemy when he tries to rob and to steal our joy, but would we cover our lives with built upon your word and your promises that you have for each and every one of us. 
God, would we have the most joy-filled week we have ever had. God, would we cover our lives in your promises. And God, would we enter into your presence where we can find fullness and eternal and everlasting joy. God, we thank you for the great gift of joy you have blessed us with. God, would we be encouraged this week to put our trust in you so that we can encounter your fullness of joy, the amazing gift you have given to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks again for checking out the Hills Church podcast. Hey, if this message has inspired or encouraged you in any way, why don't you share it with a friend? Hey, as well as that, we meet every Sunday at 11 a.m. at the Waterside Theatre, and we'd love to see you at one of our services. But hey, thanks again for checking out the podcast. Why don't you subscribe to our channel?